Joe Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Susan Finetti. We discuss her dual dream jobs, her therapeutic intimate relationship with characters, her love for motorcycles, and maybe a way future plan for a trike. Good morning. Hi, Susan. Hi, how are you, Willow? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to speak with you. I'm glad to talk to you, too. What have you been up to this morning? Uh, this morning, I've just been doing uh, some little administrative stuff, getting ready to write this afternoon. Ah, I've been reading Wait. <laughs> oh, which have is you? So good. Oh, yes. Thank you. It came out in November, right? That's right, November 2nd. Yeah. Nice. And it's fun to see where it all began with the Brazen Bulls. Yeah, it was really fun to write that book. Early on in the Brazen Bulls series, I kind of got interested in Delaney and you know why he was the way he was. And so uh-huh. being able to go back and write in that era was really was really fun. Was it hard to do to go back? It was really, it was, I love doing research, but that one was really hard mainly because the Vietnam era is just so depressing. Right. <laughs> there was so much, <laughs> there was so much to kind of get into with uh, the war and soldiers and PTSD mm-hmm. and all that. And it was just really heavy research. And uh, I had to do it in small bites. It took me longer to write that book than, uh, or to get ready to write that book than and it usually does because mm-hmm. I just, I needed breaks every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was one of my questions is, how do you keep all the details straight writing the series that you do? Well, first of all, I have a a whiteboard and post-it notes. Because I don't outline ahead of time. I outline retroactively. Okay. And so I I have to kind of keep all of the continuity details going because I don't know where the story's going. So if something will happen and I have to go back and say, okay, is this consistent with with Uh what happened before? So I have, first I have a whiteboard with post-it notes that kind of hits all the high notes of every book. And it's, that helps me visually to sort of see it in that way with different colors and stuff like that yeah and i have like really detailed character description lists and things like that and i just i just every time i well i try sometimes i forget (laughs) to do it but i try to every time i describe a character that is significant to write down how i've described that character every time something important happens to that character i try to write it down nice um and then i just go back to my notes uh, sometimes, though, I go, wait, I didn't ever write down that thing. <laughs> I can't remember what that tattoo exactly looked like. Yeah. I have to go back into the book. Yeah. And then do you write between books or series? Like with taking a break with weight, did you go write on something else or no? Yeah, I'm usually doing the research on one book while I'm writing another wow. one. So I, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that's my, I'm very sort of focused and manic and writing is the place where I go to relax so I do it all the time it's like if there's nothing else to do I'm like all my chores are done all my my day job work is done what am I going to do I'm going to watch tv or I'm going to write I'm going to write yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you have a lot of work to show for it so that's amazing I've been shocked by the volumes you have it's so great yeah I I feel sometimes a little a little sheepish and and uh, because I write so much and I think my my readers are have got to be fatigued by now. <laughs> but, but it's just, you know, like I said, it's something that I am really driven to do and really enjoy. So um, I'm starting to feel maybe a little bit like it's time to take a break. Yeah. Where I'm just kind of, my brain is starting to get a little tired. But it's just, you know, it's a place I escape to. I guess like when readers read right. to escape and I write them to escape. So. Mm-hmm. How long does it typically take you to write a book? The first draft, just getting the story down, uh, takes me between four and six weeks, depending upon whether or not it's uh, a break during my day job. I'm a professor. So Uh when it's the summer, I can get it done in about four weeks. During the school year, there are just fewer days that I can write. And so so it takes me about six weeks. It takes me 
you know, there's several revision passes before mm-hmm. the story is anything I would want anybody but my beta to see. So it takes longer than that. But the first draft usually goes down in about four to six weeks. Okay. And did <laughs> I read right that you've got 48 books? Is that right? I think that's right. It's 47 or 48, something like that. I have to go back and Congratulations. look at Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything special to celebrate when you f- put the end on a book? Uh other than my husband going, yay! <laughs> um, not really. I take a little bit. That's, that's when I'll, I'll take a few days off and, mm-hmm. and we'll go out to dinner or something like that. But uh, I, st- I guess it, this sounds probably kind of weird, but it's starting to get to be like the thing that happens every six weeks. Yeah, so it's, it's probably no big it's deal It's still now. really a great feeling <laughs> to finish that book and tell the story and think I told it well. And it's uh, always awesome to you know get the paperback and hold it in my hands. That yes. has not lost its, its sort of celebratory. Uh, appeal, but uh, but over the you know six years, when I finish a book, it's like okay, now there's next one. <laughs> so there's a little bit less of a celebration, I guess. Do you feel like the Brazen Bulls that series for sure is complete now, or do you think somewhere down the line you might feel like oh, let me just add one well, thing? that series itself is complete. Okay, but. Starting in a, in a few months, probably in the spring or summer of, of the coming year, I'm going to start the next Brazen Bull series. Oh. So, and that'll be the next generation, which will be set actually present day because the Brazen Bulls finishes in the right around 2003 ish. Uh huh. So, this one will actually take place starting in like 2020. So, it'll be the next generation. And when you started the series, did you plan on that or has that kind of it come? came? As I was writing. Neat. That's usually how it goes, right? I, mm-hmm. you know, I have no idea how long a series is going to be, but I keep finding characters I want to write about. And so then the, the series, you know, I, I end up telling the sort of arc, the series arc I wanted to tell mm-hmm. or figured out was I was telling. And then that's when the series ends. But then I'm like, but there's all these, they all had these cute little kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm really up. interested, you know, some of these kids have grown up a little bit. And I'm like, I'm really interested in what that kid's going to be like when they're grown. Oh, that's so, so fun. That's yeah, exciting. it is fun. Yeah. Do you listen to music while you're writing? I do. I don't necessarily listen to like my own sort of favorite playlist, but I, tr- I listen to music that the characters would like. Okay. I'm curious of what they like. Well, depends. Like right now I'm writing the next book in my Sawtooth series. So it's set in Idaho and they're cowboys and it's set in Western. So I'm listening to a lot of country music, which is not (laughs) my favorite kind of music. However, I'm starting to, you know, it starts to grow on me after a while. I get so into the mindset of a character that I'm like starting to sing along with Martina McBride and thinking, what happened here? What's happening <laughs> I'm to me? I'm much more of a sort of Soundgarden Nirvana kind of person. So. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Do the characters or the stories ever go silent on you? And if so, what do you do to get them talking again? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, they haven't completely yet although i'm kind of experiencing right now a place where the story isn't just screaming at me mm-hmm. to be told right where it's like i can't i i'm i'm dreaming the story and i have to write every minute i can because it won't let me alone that sort of experience i'm not i haven't been having as much lately and i think that's why i said i'm starting to feel maybe like i'm burning out and need a break yeah but what i do is i just i just start writing and the way i started writing it all the way back when i was writing fanfic is I just started playing around with a character that I liked in Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And then I added another character to to that. And I just started just followed them around until they did something interesting. 
And that's what, when I'm not feeling like I really want to write or there's just, I don't have any idea what kind of story I want to tell. I just like pick a character and start writing their day until Mm. something interesting happens. And then I go, okay, (laughs) let's see what happens when these two people start talking. Yeah. And so far... I have found a story every time. That's great. Almost every time. There's been a couple of, I have one that's uh, a Brazen Bull spinoff that's about 30,000 words in and it just went. Hmm. <laughs> so, so it doesn't always happen, but most of the time it does. Do you shelve it then or do you just keep tapping away until it starts coming out? If it's really, like if, if, it's, if it doesn't catch quickly, then I just shelve it and go, that's the wrong character. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last book of the Brazen Bulls series with Becker, I started a, a completely different lead for him. And it was like, this is just not working. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I had sort of set up that pairing in a couple of previous books and then it just didn't work. And so I just started over with a different character. But the one that's 30,000 words in, that one is hurting me. <laughs> I oh. keep going back and reading it going... <sighs> yeah, when you've gotten why? that far. So I just don't know why that one's not working yet. Hmm. Maybe just timing and it'll come. Maybe so, yeah. Do you have a Harley? I don't. I don't. My first husband rode, and so I have I have ridden a lot as mm-hmm. a, a riding bitch. But uh, I'm <laughs> in my mid-50s with a lot of, of arthritis now. I really oh. want my own, but I think I'm probably past the point where I could manage a Harley. So I keep trying to talk my husband into it, but he is very square. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if he would ride, you wouldn't have to do so much work and maybe it wouldn't hurt. (laughs) He's like, well, how about a trike? I said, give me another 10 years, (laughs) then it'll be okay. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now, let's get back to our interview. (laughs) Do you write mostly at home? Yeah. Okay. Almost entirely at home. I, I, there are times when I, uh, you know, when the, there's too much chaos going on in the house and I go out to the library, but for the most part, I write at home. I'm so curious about your day job, too. Yeah, I'm at. Do you love that? I do. I, it's interesting. I have both my dream jobs. Wow. It's really weird. Yeah, I feel very lucky. I have, uh, I'm a prof- an English professor at Sac State, and I have just a really great situation there where I, I get to teach pop culture. I'm teaching a class on popular romance in the spring. Oh, wow. Um, I teach. I teach pre-service teachers, students who want to be high school teachers mainly. Mm-hmm. So I get to talk to them all the time about, you know, how they how they're going to shape the future and and it's just it's, it's a really great job that I have no desire to to leave. Yeah. So although I I'm going to want to retire when when, when that kind of thing comes around. But uh, and so then I come home and on my time off I do this other job that I love. So it's pretty sweet. I love that so much. I feel like it's so rare to talk with people. I mean, not in this career, but in everyday life, talking with people who just don't have that job that they love. It's really true. It makes such a difference in the joy that you feel. I think it's really true. I mean, there are days where I think, oh, I do not want to go to campus today. And then I kind of go, you are so lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so chin up, little soldier. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you didn't love it. Yeah. What's your favorite yeah. part of writing? 
I love the the moment that I have figured out my lead characters where I really I've I've like I feel like I've settled into their skin mm-hmm. and I just like really understand them. And there's always this one moment, you probably feel this too, where yeah. you just all of a sudden you really get them. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I'm getting a I'm getting chills right now. Uh-huh. Cause it's just a, such a cool feeling to go, okay, this this conversation that's happening right now is so real mm-hmm. because I totally understand yep. this character. And that's always a fantastic feeling. It's probably my favorite. I also really like when I've really hurt them badly and they have that moment where where I don't like I don't like hurting them badly, but I write it all the time because uh-huh. I like that moment where they get where they stand back up. Right. When they're able to get out of it. Yeah. And they start mm-hmm. to heal. And I really love that moment too. I think that's that for me is really cathartic personally. It's kind of like my little baby therapy. Yep. <laughs> and I always feel I just always feel really great when when I've been able to write that scene where they've been so down and now they're they understand that they're going to be okay. Mm. So, yeah. I like you so much. You're delightful. <laughs> well, thank you. You are too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for new writers? I advise students in my real job that's like one of my titles is advisor and yeah. I feel really uncomfortable giving people advice oh, because really I'm like and I will I'll give it I will of course give it but I always think this worked for me I don't know if it would work for you but True. but I mean I think the one thing is to trust yourself mm. to not mm-hmm. to, to, to turn out all the other crap and just trust yourself and write your story worry about I mean maybe I'm not the best person to give this kind of advice because I'm not very good at all of the the business part of this job. That's but the hard part, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm super, super, super introverted and super, super anxious. So I I mull over the value of whether or not I should put an exclamation point on a tweet. Is that too <laughs> is that too giddy? Is, or, or am I too cold if it's just a period? I spent like five minutes with that. So all oh. that kind of social media stuff I'm just really bad at. Yeah. So what my advice would be though let that stuff set aside until you have a story that mm. you want to share mm-hmm. and don't let that get in your way. That's great I guess advice. that's probably it. Just write and trust yourself. I like it. Yeah. And find good people around you. That would be another mm. piece. Some mm-hmm. people that, that are going to support you without just, you know, shining you on that are going to be really, you know, really supportive friends. Yes. In this writing gig. You honest. Need that. <laughs> honest. Yes. Friends. But knowing how to be honest mm. in a way that you can hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Not brutal. It's, it's, exactly. Or just, you know, how can I be honest with you without doing damage? Right. That's going to get in the way of, of making your story better. Yeah. Mm. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was really nervous about this phone call, but it's delightful. Oh, so. good. I'm easy peasy. So I'm so you glad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do. A fast five, I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Oh boy, okay. Favorite thing to cook? <sighs> Lasagna. Last show you watched? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ooh, Is that right? Mrs. Maisel, yes. whatever. The, marvelous, yeah. <laughs> I love her. Oh, she's What's awesome. your nickname? I don't really have one except, I mean, my husband calls me Pookie, but <laughs> my students all call me by my last name. I'm just Finetti. Cute. So. <laughs> Pookie Finetti. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna die now. <laughs> that actually, went out loud. <laughs> I like it. If you could travel back in time, what time would you choose? Oh, that's a great question. I'm gonna say the 60s. Okay, that's a good one. Favorite ritual when writing? Favorite ritual when writing is getting my chaise lounge just set up exactly right with my 
my tea and my little writing desk, lap mm. desk and everything just exactly right. I like I spend a lot of time nice. getting my blankies ready. <laughs> what kind of tea? <laughs> right now it's uh, Twining's Christmas tea, Ooh. but it's usually chai. By the way, the Christmas tea is basically chai. <laughs> so That sounds delicious. It is really good. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. No. Oh, joking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like terror. That was absolutely abject. Terror, yes. You've trusted me so far. I think you should keep trusting me. Okay. <laughs> I had two suggestions, dead or alive, or born to be wild. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Born to be wild? Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Are you ready? I can't believe... Are you seriously going to make me sing? I, seriously. <laughs> and this is what I do at the end of my podcast, and it's so fun. I should have listened all the way to the end. I listened to several of them. Oh, no. I to the end. Oh, no. This is our last hurrah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, you ready? I guess so. Get, Get your, your motor, motor run. <laughs> I don't even know the melody. Head up for the highway. <laughs> Looking for adventure. Help us, Nate. Whatever comes <laughs> on. There we go. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> we were born, born to be wild. We can climb <laughs> so high. I don't know this song well enough. I don't know. I do. I've changed born my mind now. Born to be wild. <laughs> Okay, let's do Dead or Alive. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. That's it. That's what I got, man. That's yeah. the one line I got. Me too. <laughs> Turns out I don't know that song. <laughs> oh, man. I must be, because I, you know, when I hear it, I guess I'm making it most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I was too. Yeah, that's a, I know that song. No, I don't apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for spending your morning with me. It's well, thank you for inviting lovely me. to meet you. Will we see you at any signings in 2020? In 2020, probably not. Okay. But I haven't completely said no, but I have, don't have any schedule okay. right now. No, but... Well, hopefully I will meet you at one of them sometime. I would love to meet you in person. That would be great. <laughs> Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Oh, I loved her. Thanks so much for listening. Come back next week. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.